0: Arizona Sports. Burns and Gambo talk with a decision maker from the Coyotes front office. Brought to you by Midwestern University Clinics in Glendale. Faculty and graduate student-led comprehensive health care. Visit MWUClinics.com to schedule an appointment. It was an incredible streak, it really was. Wins and overtime losses, nine games in a row, and I thought it was going to be ten! They had that lead, it was 2-1 and 3-1, and all of a sudden Calgary, it was like Laddie McDonald was still playing, and the Flames just kept pouring it on, and joining us right now is the general manager of your Arizona Coyotes, Has done an outstanding job building this roster and assets, and that is Bill Armstrong. Bill, how are you today?
1: I'm doing great, absolutely great uh, it's uh, working a trade deadline uh, now and uh, it's 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 uh, it's kind of a fun part of the uh, the job a little bit. you get the wheel and deal and uh, everybody's a little more receptive to uh,
0: you <laughs> of course. Well, you've got obviously you've got some you've got some players that could be moved. I mean, you've got good players. I've talked about Bukestad and Gostas Bear and of course, Chickren. So there you've got talent. That's a good thing. It's a good thing to be in a position you're in where you have talented players that other teams want to add to their roster for the playoff push.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's um, you know you know all our guys, all our players have done a great job this year. It's been uh, everybody's battled and uh, they've really become a team. Uh, obviously, it's 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 uh, sucks when you're a player in this position. Uh, try to be upfront and as honest as we can with them uh, and where the uh, the club's at and uh, and where we're moving to and uh, and you know uh, and what ha- normally happens at this time of the year uh, with trades uh, regarding our team.
0: Yeah, last night was uh, that was an interesting game, and I, I really did. I thought you guys got off to uh, you guys were getting outshot, but you somehow you had the lead by two yeah. goals. Uh, and I said yesterday before you know as we were talking about the game before it happened, I'm like, hey, Lanny McDonald's not walking through that door. But that's <laughs> it. no, that, they've done a really good job with their team, especially coming off of you know the the you know yeah. the big Kachuk trade and everything. But you look at what they, man, they've got some talented, talented young players. Some yeah. of those young players, yeah. Pelletier and. Door. those guys came through yesterday big time for them those young players those rookies played extremely well for them
1: yeah they did they're, they're a big heavy fast team play a hard nose uh kind of hockey so it, it certainly was uh one of those ones where um just a battle just a battle and, and, and you got to get greasy against the flames if you want to have any success you know so it was uh it, it was just a you know a good a good game for us to, to kind of see where we're at and as far as our young players, but they they play a, you know a good hard brand of hockey and uh, uh, you can see with the amount of shots that they put up, they, they overwhelmed yeah. us at times. We hung in there, but uh, uh, and we finished our opportunities early, I fell apart late, but. Uh, uh, we were close against them and a lot closer than the score indicated.
0: No, and you had, we had, uh, we had Connor Ingram on the show the other day. We just wanted to get him on and talk some talk about his career and his path and how he got here. We talked to you last week about, you know, finding these guys and developing these guys. And, and even on the broadcast last, not last night, uh, in between periods, I had Corey Schwab on to talk about, you know, the goaltending. But Veggie last night, 52 shots faced. It's just incredible. But that yeah. run, I mean, th- that run that you guys had, the, the last five games for each of those guys, you know Veggie three zero and one with a great save percentage and a shutout, and Connor two zero and three with an even better save percentage and a shutout. You that's the yeah. best stretch of goaltending, and you've had good goaltending here. That's a good as good a stretch yeah. of goaltending it you guys have had in a ten game span in a while. Yeah, and,
1: and, and I think you know your players they, they know that when they go on the ice, like, hey, Engie in that or Veggie did that, and. Hey, we got a chance, you know. We got a chance. They're going to come up with the big saves, and uh, I, I think you know your goaltending. I mean, listen, goaltending is only ten percent. Unless you don't have it, then it's a hundred percent. I mean, most nights with the Yotes right now, we've got great goaltending, so um, that, that's been the strong pull, uh, you know, stronghold of our season so far. And uh, um, I, you know, I think our goaltending coach, of course, Rob does a great job in helping. Uh, developed their goal our, our goaltenders and uh, it's been there's nothing better than good goaltending.
0: How do you feel when you look you look at some of the rookies around the league and I was looking at the assists by rookies and your guy, Matthias Michelli's number one. I mean, I had a goal last night. It was nice to see him get a goal. He doesn't put a lot of pucks in the net, but man, he's such yeah. a smooth passer. He keeps the puck on the ice. He delivers it, delivers it in really good spots, which it was hard to do, not the easiest thing to do, but you know, he's ahead of Addison and Profetti and Beneers and McTavish. You look at the job he's done, and we were just talking about the Calgary yeah. rookies, but how excited are you about what he's been able to bring to this team?
1: Well, he's like the magic man out there. He makes something happen out of nothing. And uh, like you said, he's he's an unbelievable playmaker. Uh, I think goaltenders are starting to cheat on him a little bit. where they're, They know when he's coming on the two-on-one that he's looking for that pass. And they start to cheat. And, and now he's starting to use his shot a little bit. And I think if he can work that in, he can be a very dynamic player. Um, I the one thing that, you know, you talk about the goaltenders on this stretch that you go on and, and what an impact they had. But it also, you know, Michelli coming back into our lineup at this time, he was also a big impact on this just because of the simple fact that now he gives us a second line with did, Kraus, and himself. Um, you know, and, and, and now you come back with Keller, it gives Keller's line a little bit more room too. So we really missed it when he was out. He's been a dynamic young player for us. And he's, he is an exciting player to watch on that ice.
0: Yeah, and I think it just goes to just prove another point. I mean, the more Italians that you can get on your team, just the better <laughs> off you are. I mean, the better chance you're going to have to win games. I, I would agree with
1: you. I would agree with you. You know, we'll have to start drafting the Rico Fattas out of uh, Woodbridge
0: and uh Dino Cicerelli... Don't forget yeah, about Dino. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you, they sure. may say that that, that Michelle is like born in Finland. That I've been to Finland. It's a beautiful, yeah. beautiful country. But his yeah. his his grandparents they're they're Italian. He he is an Italian kid, even though he was born in Finland. So sure. there's the moral. I've of the never story. heard of that
1: before, but you are right. It is true. He's an Italian kid. He's an,
0: he's an that's right. He's an Italian kid. He's a, the more of them, the yeah. better. All right, let's let's. Sure. Let's talk about the uh, the trade that you just made. You acquire another. I think you're going to own the draft for the next like ten years with what you've been able to do. I've given you a lot of credit for the assets that you've been able to uh, uh, to acquire uh, for for this team going forward, and that's really what you have to do. But you end up you end up making a trade with Vegas. You take on Weber's contract, which isn't that much, but you know the the cap hit you guys take. You get a fifth round pick back, and then you move on from from Dyson. Mayo, tell me what 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 was the biggest part of it for you? Was it just acquiring another draft pick?
1: Well, it, it had all components in it. You know, obviously we we had some guys that we added late, like Nemeth and Stetcher uh, to the defense, and then you know, and we also picked up Alamacu, who's been one of our besties. And what had happened was, you know, it's you know, unfortunate enough that Dyson just couldn't get traction, Dyson Mayo couldn't get traction in our lineup, and he was playing in the American League. Uh, On a one-way contract, so um, we had the ability inside this deal to move them on to Vegas through that acquire uh, a a draft pick for this year's draft, Um, but also it it helps us out. And you know, I call it the leverage world, where you know when when you're rebuilding and you're going through it and you're taking out bad contracts. At times, you don't know where you're going to be if you're going to get to the cap floor. So. What this does is allow us to get to the cap floor. And, you know, right. if, depending on what's available and bad contracts, we're not in a panic in the summer and nobody can come and leverage us uh, to take a, a deal we don't want to do we control our own fate with this contract
0: Well, no, you guys have done a good listen I mean you, you know you guys don't have Chikrin if it's not for Pavel Datsyuk and then you know the Pronger deal yeah. and it, but even with you you've got you know Brian Little you've got Andrew Ladd now you've got Weber so I mean we understand it. I mean until this, this, this organization gets a new arena and the finances are better this yeah. is the game that you guys have to play you've played it very well but again I mean just you, you, you take on this contract and the salary cap helps you get to the floor and you add a fifth round pick doesn't seem like it's uh that it seems like it's an easy decision to make for you guys.
1: Well, well, it is. I mean, there, there's part of the, you know, for us, the, the way that we have to maneuver um, where we are as an organization with the draft picks that we can take on. Um, and then with our cap situation, this is a no-brainer for the deal yeah. uh, for us. It's a, it's a win-win on both sides. Even for Vegas, they win and, and we win. Um, so it gets us where we need to get to. And, and like I said, you know, you don't want to get leveraged in this league behind the scenes. Um, and this gives us a chance to know where we're going to be and be able to get to the cap floor um, and, and not panic about it no matter what, uh, how our summer uh, proceeds to go.
0: You know, every time I see, uh, you know, Daryl Sutter, I think about how, just that incredible family and all the players, you know, that they have. Because, look, as an Islander fan, they had, I don't know if you remember, but they, they had two of those Sutter brothers on the Islanders when they won a couple of those. Oh, when yeah. They won the four cups in a row. Brent was an unbelievable and Dwayne wasn't that bad, but Brent was incredible. But man, six brothers that all made it to the NHL Great. from one family is absolutely insane. So every time I see you guys play them and I see him there and coaching his team, I just I keep thinking back to the, you know, the glory days of my team when they won those Cups with two of those brothers.
1: Yeah, and I get to work with Brian Sutter a little bit. He was the head coach of Boston when I was in that organization as a player, and I remember he's called me up, and it was going to be a tough game in Philly. Uh, they had Dan Kordick and a couple of the other boys running around the night before, so I, I knew why I was getting called up. It wasn't too... Uh, to score goals that, that evening, and uh, so we go in there, and I ended up fighting Corder, and uh, <laughs> I thought I got the best of him in, in the fight. And I, you know, I went back into the dressing room, and he came in between periods, and he hit me harder than Corder. He was so excited that I fought him, and so excited how I well I did. I took more punches from Sutter uh, in, the, in, in, in between periods, and getting on the bus, getting on the plane, and then leaving the plane. And Corder actually hit me with. Uh, he was so excited, but yeah, he was uh, the center family, tough family, and uh, legend, uh, and Viking Alberta, I think, where they're from.
0: Oh, that's great! That's a great story. I'm going to remember that one for a while. All right, Bill, listen, I know you got to work the phones. I appreciate you uh, joining us. That was an incredible nine-game point streak that you guys had that came to an end last night. Keep up the great work. We'll talk next week. Thanks, guys. You're guys. That's uh, Bill Armstrong, the GM of your Arizona Coyotes.